0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Larry Gassman and the Calliope take us to the very first Tuesday Topic Show of the 2024 happy new year everyone and welcome to tuesday topics most of the usual suspects are here this evening our our hand raising expert miss marianne is here did you have a good new year's eve miss marianne
2: yes it
1: was very nice it was nice and quiet it was very nice how about you it was
3: nice yep it
2: was
1: all very good good and and Mr. Rick, our producer extraordinaire, is here. Mr. Rick, how are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well, Paul. How are you? I got a mouthful of chocolate, so excuse huh. me.
1: And you're allowed. You're allowed. And, of course, our streamer has to be here, Mr. Larry Gassman. How are you, sir?
0: I am well, Paul. Very well. I have no yes. chocolate in my mouth. I'm just doing the same old stuff I usually do. A year yeah, older but, though. I mean, yeah. but it's your True. birthday. Today is January 2nd It is 2nd. your birthday. Yes. Yeah. A very happy, happy birthday, birthday to me, according to the Beatles.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and how
4: could the Beatles <laughs> possibly be
1: wrong? They can't be. Yeah, they, they could not. They Hello, Mr. Be Brian. Crying. Welcome. Hi there. Hi there. Happy New Year to you, sir. Did you have a nice New Year's? I made a point
4: of being asleep by 10 p.m. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're not the only one. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I guess uh,
4: that my 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 days of, of trying to uh, watch the ball drop, the pinwheel spin, or whatever, are long behind me, long behind me. I even went to but the you- liquor store to buy some Bailey's Irish Cream,
1: and the bottle's still unopened. Ah. Uh. Well, well, that's disheartening. If I if I'd been there, it would have been open.
0: Uh, you wouldn't. The bottle would not be there anymore if, if Paul had been there. And if <laughs> I had been there, that's correct. If <laughs> it would have been if long Larry gone. and I had been there, <laughs> nope, that would true. not have happened.
1: So, on on this particular program, uh, we are we are doing what we usually do on our first show of the new year, uh, which is look ahead, uh, and and I know that all of uh, all of our folks have been seriously considering um, what things they believe are important as they gaze into the crystal ball for 2024. Um, I think we know that by the end of it, things will be substantially different in this country, no matter what. So it will be interesting to see what kinds of... um, predictions we make today that will actually come true. Um, And I suppose in the the general world, Mr. Brian, I'll give you the chance to make the first prediction. What do you think will happen in 2024?
4: I will lose an additional 25 pounds.
1: Oh, nice. Nice, nice. That's very exciting. Where
4: do we talk about resolutions? Well, we can do that. Changes in ourselves. So be it 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 resolved.
5: Be it it resolved. resolved
3: (laughs) Brian's already broken his first resolution to be on time.
4: Yeah. That was not on my list. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to hear the calliope, so I was here in the nick of
0: time. Just barely. (laughs) You were. In in the saint nick of time. That's right. (laughs) Seems the right thing at this time of year. Sure. Um,
6: So,
4: So one is I'm going to eat as if I am a person with diabetes which i am but i have not been following things quite the way i should
1: so that's one Mm. of my resolutions all right well we'll we'll take we'll we'll take resolutions first i don't care barry are you going to make any
0: no i don't ever make resolutions um but i don't make
4: reservations i make
0: reservations i used to yeah before i retired yeah <laughs> but but I, God, it's amazing how we go off into tangents without even trying. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh uh, shoot. I I don't break them generally either, so I see no reason to actually make them. So I usually yeah, don't. So I don't.
1: Yeah. So so you can't break them if you don't make them. That's
0: right. That's right. I just yeah, pretty so much you know, a, you, you know
1: you have an impeccable record.
0: I am undefeated. <laughs> That's right. I am better than the lions facing Daniel, I think. Uh
1: (laughs) So, Miss Marianne, do you make resolutions?
2: I don't generally make resolutions, but this year I am starting a new eating regimen as well. And um, I started on Monday and, you know, uh, yesterday, and um, I'm determined. I am jazzed about it and determined. So I don't really want to call it a resolution, but um, a little
3: self-improvement.
1: There you go uh Mr Rick resolutions for you
3: yeah well I'm I've got a resolution to lose some weight I'm obviously not following it with that mouth of chocolate earlier but no no I'm actually starting a uh, a medical weight loss program January 10th and um, I'm hoping to lose quite a bit of weight so stay well, that's tuned excellent so, I guess so many if-
4: resolutions to lose a certain amount of weight yeah, although yeah. I jokingly said, 25 pounds.
2: Oh, no, I don't have a go- a goal weight. I just know No, it's know.
4: not a it's not I a goal a weight thing. It's yeah. a I want to be I want to eat intentionally.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, I I am not I am not interested in how much weight I lose. <clears throat> um but I am interested oh, in credit. developing better habits. So mm-hmm. so uh, you know, essentially I th- I think if I have a resolution this year, and it's and and it's certainly not one I've written down, but if I have a resolution this year, it's to, it's to do more exercise um, because yeah. very many of the activities that I operate with um, don't um, require me to be walking around. However, the truth is that many of the things that I do. Could be done while I was on a treadmill, for example.
0: Yeah,
1: really.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I walked all so. over Disneyland
0: today, and it was you know mile up and a mile back because we walked from somebody's house. But I and I I won't do that every day because I'm not going to go to Disneyland every day. But I need to find other things to do, and I don't need to lose any weight. But I still want to be able to walk a little bit and keep active. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, so if I have a resolution, I I guess it has to do with that. Um, I was telling folks before the show, Brian, that I got a an Apple Watch for my birthday, so I can certainly incorporate some of that stuff into my little regimen, and we'll, we'll see how I, it all goes.
4: That you you've discussed what my second resolution is is to exercise regularly. Just. Again, my resolutions are more about lifestyle and and those kinds of things than they are. I will yeah. stop this, or I won't do that, or I will do this. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to regularly exercise, and I'm going to eat with intention, realizing I have diabetes. All right. So, uh, what's the third one? Do you think you got to have uh, one? Otherwise, you can't have a percentage that you actually live up to.
1: Um, I think that uh, your third resolution is to um, uh, find more things to do for yourself.
4: In a way, I I said to regularly practice my ukulele. That doesn't benefit anybody but me. But if it makes me feel
1: less stressed or whatever, then I, I guess that would be it. Yeah, and and One, and Marianne, two, you're going to do more singing this year.
2: Um, yeah, maybe learn. Maybe I should um, resolve to try to learn more songs, new songs, or relearn some of the ones that I've forgotten.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. nice, nice.
2: <clears throat> I did karaoke Excellent. three times last month, so singing.
1: Very cool. Oh, so what style? So, Country. So Brian, w- we're done with all of this all of this um personal crap so tell me what's going to happen <laughs> this year
2: <laughs> we, we have resolved
1: yes exactly so what's going to happen mr crystal well fortune teller sir
4: well being in as much as i am here in massachusetts yeah. and in 20 days i think it's 20 days new hampshire will be holding its Republican primary, I anticipate that we will be under the leadership of a popularly and legitimately elected president, which I anticipate will be Joe Biden.
2: Your lips to God's ears.
1: That's yeah. that's my prediction. <laughs> All right. Miss um, Marion, do you have do you have a prediction?
2: My only prediction is that it will be a chaotic year because every single presidential election year is chaotic. It's frenetic. The ads and the calls you get on your phone and um the negativity. it's it's just uh it's I, I just see um, chaos in our future for the next, you know, 11 months and um you know around the world with the you know two wars at the same time um i i just i i have a kind of have a knot in my stomach about the year to mm-hmm. come in terms of our country and world view
1: mr rick
3: um yeah. i don't know Do you it's have a, any particular- it, it, well it's a very scary yeah. year um yeah i mean there's a lot of things that could potentially happen um i'm hoping that with the low expectations you know it's going to be a much better year um than than we think um so i don't know i'm going to stay out of the the political realm although i do um entertain myself my new reality tv is (laughs) listening to cnn um but um I, I don't know, I don't know,
1: Mr. Gasman, sir.
0: Well, I think that this is going to be. I think what Marianne said, unfortunately, is going to be part of the course. It's going to happen because it happens every four years with regard to mm-hmm. just just a lot of stupid stuff from my perspective that goes on, and and I don't I don't um, have much hope that the media is going to do anything at all to help us decipher what's happening in the world i just i have no trust in the media at all and the media that i remember is not the media that we see today and and until we can get some of that back on board if we ever can um there, it's going to be an uphill battle i think this year i wish could be better than last year and i'm hoping that it can be i want it to be but there's so much that we have to deal with first to get it to that point that uh, only time will tell.
1: So I, I find this year p- perhaps more difficult to predict um, than any before. Um, I if, if you look at, at any of the polls, what they suggest... Uh, or what, what most of them are seeming to suggest more and more is that there is a strong likelihood that, um, Mr. Trump will become president again in, uh, November. Um, that is a pretty scary thought for me, um, simply because I, I was pretty uncomfortable as a person with a disability and as a member of, a, of minorities. Um, during his his last term in office, not by the way that Mr. Biden has done all that much better. Um, so I so I don't want to be um, it, in in inappropriately praising one party over another. I think the Democrats, who we expected to do a good deal for folks with disabilities, really haven't lived up to much of an expectation with regard to that. I, I
2: think the difference is though that there's not an animosity toward us from yeah. The- Democrats? Yeah. That's I think what yeah. makes the climate when you know it should he become president again, Trump become president yeah. again. That's what makes it scary for us Paul is that there's an yeah. animosity toward minorities. And
1: I I think that's right. Um so I think we've we've all had one negative thing to say. So um yeah. well, I had a positive a positive thing for 2024 from each of us. Mr. Brian
4: um i believe that uh, the war in gaza will end i believe that the war in ukraine will continue to improve for the ukrainians um I'm not saying there will not be violence. Uh, We've proven ourselves as human beings not to be able to stay away from that for any length of time. But I think both of those two conflicts will end
1: in 2024. Nice. Um, Mr. Rick? Any positive prediction for twenty
3: twenty four? Well, on the personal front, I mean, I'm going to be changing my lifestyle quite a bit. Um, yeah In two thousand twenty four, in terms of the um, just the political climate that we're in, I um, uh, don't know. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of worst case scenarios. I I think. Well, I I don't want to say this, but I think part of the, you know, possibility of what could happen here that nobody contemplates is what would happen if any of our 80-plus-year-old leaders should die over the course of the year, which is not beyond the realm of possibility.
1: I think there are lots of us who've thought about it.
3: Um, Doesn't, never gets talked about. Um, And I, I certainly think that that would be a huge issue for the democrats because i don't think our current vice president would do very well as president
1: i'm not um, sure she'd do very well at the polls either
3: no um <laughs> so i so so i don't know i you know don't know A positive- uh, yeah, yeah. i mean the most positive thing that i, I can think of is that yep. uh, you know I, I i hope and pray that there will not be any violence which extends itself to this country in terms of being attacked again um yeah i had i really held my breath this weekend um you know with everything going on in the world um it seems quite surprising that that things were as calm as they were although there there was some violence apparently in rochester new york um so so anyways (laughs)
1: Miss Marianne?
2: I think that our economy will continue to, um, climb upward. I I think, you know, we, we forget about, you know, how good our unemployment rate is. Um, we forget about, you know, um, you know, some of the good aspects of our economy, how, you know, our recession has gotten some better. There are just some good, um, Indicators
5: in
1: terms of our economy, so I, I think it, that will continue. Yep, Mr. Gassman,
0: sir. I've been thinking about the war, and i, I, I th- I've thought all along that it's going to last longer than a couple of months. I have hope that it, by the end of the year that the Gaza war will end. I think that's going to take several months. Hopefully, not. It will not extend into twenty twenty five. We will see. I, I think the Ukraine war might end even just a little bit sooner. But my hope is and my prayer is that both will be done by the time we do this program again next year.
1: Nice. So, on on the world stage, positive stuff for me is... Um, uh, I think we're seeing at at least the first beginnings of a move backward um, from right wing authoritarian regimes. So I was very encouraged by what recently happened in Poland um, in terms of the election of new folks. Um, I've been relatively pleased that um, in in places like spain uh the right-wing winner of elections has found it difficult to put together a government um, and may have to compromise a little um i continue to hope that mr netanyahu in in israel uh will eventually be forced um to to be more inclusive of folks in Israel and will eventually be replaced simply because I don't think he's being a very effectual leader at the moment, and I don't think he's leading Israel anyway. I think the military is, um, and I think it would be nice if 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 they would disavow him and put somebody in power who is going to be more likely um, to interact appropriately and effectively with with other leaders <clears throat> so I continue to hope that what we will see is more reaffirmation of um, democracy uh, around the world. And I hope that will actually translate into our elections as well. Um, that that as we begin to see in other parts of the world, people transitioning away from democracy, um, autocracy towards um, m- more openness that that will emulate some of that in our country so if if i have a positive notion of what could happen in the world this year that would be mine
4: so so i would throw this out to you all relative to your yes uh, hope and that is then we take a look at places like uh Argentina, and yep. the Netherlands, and yep. and there are other countries along those lines who Hungary have elected. Um, I'll call them populist individuals who have risen to power on the backs of extreme points of view on one topic whatever it is in their country on one topic not general governance but not dissimilar to our own country uh my faction within my country has been uh, oppressed by the establishment therefore let's throw out the establishment and that creates real uh, a real rocky road going forward. Yeah, so I think that's so, going to be a tough prediction because there are so many many countries in such a state of of um, change in one form or another. Right. Take a look at the the growing distrust between. Um, Canada and India, between India and China. Um, I mean, there are a lot of, lot of big players, big Mm -hmm. players who just aren't as stable as we've become reliant on. But I hope that... um, There'll be a a uh, what what would you call it? A moderating, making things a little more down the center than the edges of things. Yep.
1: Hoping so to
4: walk the edge of a cliff of some some type. How about predictions relative to the whole idea of of global warming? Do you see anything changing in 2004 or 2024? Rather, in the way of uh, how our world responds
1: to the planet's needs? Um, simple answer: no. Because it's too uh, complex to have any
4: impact in a single year.
1: I, I think because there are there are two attitudes which are so contrary um, that they can't come together. Um, I I am amazed that in polls in this country, very nearly half of the population don't believe that climate change is real, and um, and 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 essentially reject and abhor anything that that smacks of climate change. I think that um, I think the The other side of the coin is there are there are folks who are adamant climate changers, um, who who believe that we are going so slow that they have to take action that will encourage us to go faster. And some of that action is often disruptive of the capacity of societies to run efficiently and smoothly. Um, I think. The fascinating thing is that is that almost all of the people who who don't believe that climate change is real are older while all of uh, a bunch of the people who believe that it is absolutely crucial are younger so uh, it's 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 uh it's one of the things that it actually is is I think, one of the significant dividers of our world. But I, I don't know. Do you agree with that, Brian?
4: Uh I believe that things will improve during twenty twenty four. Improve. But it's not again, you're trying to not go uphill. You're just trying to create make it so that the descent isn't so abrupt yes. as to disrupt uh, things when you take a look at the world map and you talk about sea levels rising it's amazing how much of the planet would be covered by water if the seas only raised three inches uh, so we're going to see a couple of those types of events occur in the near term and i'm I'm anticipating that when, Countries go under, literally, that uh, that will be the wake-up call people uh, come to expect. Take a look at California this weekend, this past weekend. Massive, incredible waves hitting the California coast. And yes, uh, (laughs) it's not just that weather event. There's other weather events around the world droughts mm-hmm. here, whatever. And I know that part of the media that we get, uh, it may be accurate that there's a, a, a drought in the Sudan or whatever, but the fact of the matter is, it's not the first drought that's ever happened in the Sudan. It's just that we, two things, know or get told more about what's happening elsewhere. So we don't make our opinions based on our own personal observations. Yeah. Uh, But we also we're uh, we're going to start I think we're already starting to see the effect of global warming in something other than sea effects. Example, the Panama Canal. Panama Canal has a huge backup of getting shipping through the Panama Canal. And it's not because there's more shipping. It's because the Panama Canal can't, uh, channels require that there be enough rain in the region to fill the reservoirs used to uh, raise the, locks. the canal. Yeah. right? So now that product is not going to get through that lock system is going to have to go around around south america to get to to the pacific Uh, similarly there are other uh, choke points for transporting world goods from point a to point b that are being negatively affected by changes in the climate now, what do you want to blame those changes on well this is just a cyclical thing that happens once every hundred years anyway and so it's not it's not my mankind's fault the fact is it's going to it it is already starting to affect people's wallets and their wallets you know are their barometer for whether things are going well or not
1: So, in 22 states in uh, on January 1st, the minimum yeah. wage went up. Is that a good thing?
2: That's a great thing.
1: I think it's a good thing. Because we're because talking about minimum not. wage, not average wage. I think it's a good thing. Yes. So... We have talked a lot. Does anybody have anything they want to add before I ask Miss Marianne to see if anybody wants to chip in stuff? Miss Marianne, do we have folks?
2: We do. Call in user one.
1: Yep.
5: Hi, I'm Dirk, and I heard from Berkeley. And what we have not discussed are um, invasive species, habitat loss, biodiversity loss, greatest um, of extinction and earth dinosaurs. We have not discussed pollution. We have not discussed plastic in all our bodies now. We have not discussed nuclear weapons. We have not discussed over harvesting of resources or recognition of finite finite quantities of water and oxygen. Yeah, I, I would I wish to remain an optimist, but everywhere I look for optimism I am struck and smacked. On the cheek or the butt with scientific reality and any empirical view of our troubles makes that surely seem daunting and intractably difficult, if not impossible to solve. I
1: I think you make some very good points. Do you have anything positive that you'd point out to us in twenty twenty four?
5: Well, oh, I, I am just living in hope and optimism that Democrats will reclaim the House, Biden will become elected, <laughs> and uh, Trump and his worshippers will be relegated to the dustbin of history.
1: Excellent. Now, you, thank you. The Brian, fact that you the
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
4: The fact that you said relegated to the dustbin of history it it kind of uh is the other side of the put china on the ash heap of history a quote from a certain republican presidential hopeful
1: i remember uh, him I, her <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway really did you did she say that oh dear oh in her ads oh, big time she big time. she should have known better mm-hmm. uh one of the
4: things that I think is true is you can get overwhelmed by things. Yes, I, I worry about nuclear proliferation and the idea that Putin appears not to uh, take a look at the idea of the world cost of a nuclear uh scrupulous yeah he he doesn't he doesn't appear to think that this is something we could never do Uh, you know there's no nuclear deterrent uh if you bomb us we bomb you and we're both dead no he doesn't seem to get that at all so i understand why that would make us all quite quite uh nervous about things and we still don't have true peace uh by the world powers uh india uh is nuclear um pakistan is rumored at least to be nuclear
1: oh i think Um, they are
4: and and where are they next to all this little country called afghanistan um So, you know, yes, there's no question that I worry about that. Where I can impact it is uh, in the voting booth. I can impact my part of things. I can't solve the big problem, but I can make sure that the big problem doesn't happen because I stayed at home. Mm -hmm. I I have to believe in that side of things. Or I
1: won't wake up in the morning. I think there's truth in that. Miss Marianne, who do we have?
2: We have um, Janet and Keith Pomoder.
7: Janet unmute. and
1: Keith from Georgia. No,
6: you may unmute. Okay. Am I unmuted?
2: There now? you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you,
6: you are. are. Okay. I, I, as having been a tour guide so many years and brought so many tours to Scandinavia, I was pretty shocked yesterday to hear what happened when the Queen Margaret stepped down yesterday after 50 some odd years of being the Queen and still being in her 80s and now allowing the Crown Prince to take over tomorrow. I mean, no, the 14th, I think he takes over the 14th of January, but... I had a friend who told me, which I didn't know yet, he told me that that had not happened since the 1500s, that a queen stepped down. But I believe that this may lead to something else in Norway and Sweden, because their monarchs are about that age, too. But what she's mm-hmm. doing is really interesting, because she's now alive and going to be able to help her son learn how to yep. take And I just thought that may be something in the future that's going to happen within the next year, that maybe Sweden and Norway may look at that and follow suit.
1: Interesting. Do you have positive things that you think will happen in 24, Ms. Janet?
6: Well, I was thinking about what Mr. Charlson said. And peace. Peace, I think, is on the horizon because... You know, I look a lot, I look a lot to the Bible and First Thessalonians 5 3 says peace and security will come and it mm-hmm. will come. And I believe that has to happen before things have a change.
1: Before things really <laughs> fall apart. <laughs>
6: <laughs> before things really fall apart. And people are gonna say, whoa, we got this peace and security. And those are two big words I'm looking forward to hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, a lot of things are coming a lot of things are ha- going to happen and are happening and,
1: good and making any resolutions miss janet
6: uh, well to exercise more
1: <laughs> nice
6: We're trying, walking more
1: yeah and and mr keith are you doing anything exciting in terms of resolutions
5: not really um i am
4: you know, I, I do go for pretty good walks.
6: Yeah, he does. He's better than me.
3: And um, it's something that I try to do sort of regularly.
6: So your resolution is to, to make sure your wife goes with you.
5: <laughs> I guess so.
1: Excellent. 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 Thank you, you two. We appreciate it. Okay. And we're, perhaps we'll hear from you in the second hour when we start talking about blindness stuff. Did we unmute? We have uh, Teresa. Um, Did I mute Ter- yet? Teresa,
8: no mute. I don't know if you unmuted or not. Okay, I'm trying to get muted. Good evening, Happy New Year to everybody Happy here. Happy New
1: Year to you too, Miss Teresa.
8: Thank you. I'm kind of scared. I'm worried about the elections in this country. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, with good reason. I just don't want I don't want to see our former president getting back in the White House. I, I hate mm-hmm. to think what would happen. Something you know what I something I wish would happen and not in you know wouldn't happen it wouldn't affect this country, but I'd love to see more women over in Iran Mm -hmm. just say enough is enough. You realize that almost two generations of women, they were little girls when the Ayatollah, the first Ayatollah took over in 1979. They would have been little girls. And that, that's been 45 years ago.
1: Oh, more than that.
8: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah more than that, really. But um, I remember when Two they generation. had the revolution. Saw yep. Shaw was um, forced to flee. And I didn't understand what all this was all about, you know.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: But I was hearing about it on the news. And I was like, so, this is. Go ahead
1: Mm -hmm. Are you going to make any resolutions? Go ahead Brian based,
4: Based on what you were Saying Teresa Do you think religion Is going to take a More important role in 2024 Than it did in Recent years or less?
8: It depends on who Is in charge Whether it's Trump or, or DeSantis, or whether it's, um, you know, like in the middle East, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, um, Muslim countries, um, they slaves, um, pretty much, you know, got it, you know, this is the religion of this country and either you like, you like it or you leave or shut up, you know, you have three choices. You today, know the fourth choice would be if you speak out. Yeah.
4: Yep. Um, today, the uh, president of Harvard University resigned. He did. Um, and okay. again, uh, go back to the hearing uh, in Washington, D.C. with the heads of universities talking about uh dealing with campus unrest over palestine versus israel and and religious tolerance and all those kinds of things and at the same time these kind of strong religious religion-based conflicts and not necessarily behind a rifle, but conflicts are going on. Fewer and fewer people identify themselves as a member of an organized religion. Uh, The Methodist, United Methodist Church, just uh, as of January 1, split along the lines of a single issue,
1: gender. Um... And Southern Baptists have essentially done the same, Brian. Yes, absolutely.
4: But you, you've got that kind of thing going on out there that makes for kind of religious tribalism. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a Christian, but are you my kind of Christian? Uh, I'm a Muslim, yeah. but are you my kind of Muslim? Uh and and that whole thing seems to be um a component of where we find ourselves right now there you know there've been religious conflicts since there've been people you know uh, oh, but yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. we didn't have so much wrapped in to you know it took quite a bit of decision on the part of very few to generate things like the crusades the king says we are going to or something along those lines right uh but now an individual can bring down uh a jet pull the passengers uh because That weaponry is out there, Uh, and and lest my my more conservative friends think I'm not talking about what's happening at our southern border, I find that to be a huge influence. Not just here, we forget about the uh, all the people coming through uh, Eastern Europe trying to seek asylum in Western Europe, and the conflicts right. and overwhelming nature of the financial burden of that kind of shifting uh, people.
8: Uh, well, I didn't hesitate yeah, to remind a cousin of mine, our grandfather that we have in common. He came to this country by way of Ellis Island. And, of course, she told me, she said, but they worked back then. And I believe there are a lot of these um, people coming through that want to work. Unfortunately, there are some people who have um, um, bad intentions. But you're going to find people with bad intentions everywhere.
4: I find it hard to, hard to believe yes. Go ahead, that, friend. that we... If you took 350,000 Americans randomly yeah. and you took 350,000 people flowing over our southern border, the likelihood that any individual is capable of evil, I think is pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. And if we don't find a way to educate those flowing over our border so that they can successfully get and keep a job, I mean, half the restaurants in my community have closed for lack of labor, not lack of customers, lack of employees. Uh, Virtually all of the uh, restaurants and And leisure places on Cape Cod uh, were on part-time hours throughout the the height of the season for lack of labor. So it's not that there aren't jobs. It's there aren't some means of training those who would work so that they can work. And here in Massachusetts, we uh, we are really upset because the national government are— not allowing for the kind of work permits for right. these immigrants so that right. they can legally work. They yep. want to. Right. They truly do. But they can't legally.
1: Die Teresa, have you made <laughs> yeah. any resolutions? Have I made any resolutions?
8: I like something Allison Smith and said a few days ago on a community call. She said, be it resolved on the 27th day of December or whatever day it was. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh-huh. to make. Um, I tried to um, take baby steps. I want to um, do more um, Braille reading. Nice. To keep my Braille reading going. It's easy to want to curl up in bed under the covers mm-hmm. with a digital player and some earbuds, but that's yep. um, that's reading only to a degree. But um, I need to be, you know, reading Braille makes you more engaged.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: And Excellent. I, I think that's as a as good much.
1: resolution. Yep. Miss okay. Teresa, thanks for your call.
8: Well, you're welcome, and thank you for having me. Happy New you're Year.
2: You're welcome.
1: Happy, Happy New,
2: New Year to
5: you, too. Miss okay. Marianne. We have call-in user one. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, and I are tuning in again, this time about resolutions. Uh, yeah. I'm a person of low character. I've been a resolution on December 31st, that I would get more exercise, that I would lift weights and I would walk. And on January 1, I'd broken both of those resolutions. <laughs>
7: now, I,
5: I do wonder about <clears throat> the psychopathology of people who make promises to themselves and cannot keep their promises. In general, I prefer not to associate with such people. Here <laughs> I am. Anyway, that's my two bits about resolutions.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well,
4: <laughs> I wonder, you know, I, like I said, when I make resolutions, they're very general in nature.
2: Flexible, uh, that's what they are, Brian.
4: <laughs> they're, they're intended to allow myself not to become defeated by a single misstep, right? None of them are, never do this again and never do that again. And then three days later, you know, you're drinking a cup of coffee uh, late in the evening or whatever you promised yourself you wouldn't do and you've done. And it breaks your spirit when you know you break your own promise to yourself so i try to make resolutions that are more general than that uh like uh, uh, teresa was saying baby steps are perfectly mm-hmm. appropriate in doing those kinds of uh stuff i try not to make um resolutions that depend on somebody else's action for them to be achievable
1: uh, I I used to make resolutions like, like I won't get so mad at, at how many people keep me awake with fireworks on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How'd that one work Did for you just, this year?
0: <laughs> uh, didn't work very well. No, I just went back to sleep and then woke up and then went back to sleep and then woke up. Exactly. And then went back to sleep. That's all you can do.
1: Yeah. But but it is a it is amazing how many of them there are, and yep. it is amazing how loud the darn things are
0: especially <laughs> when it's quiet in your room mm-hmm. everything's magnified
1: it it, it, it is yep. it is quite amazing um, so let's let's begin to focus our attention more on on blindness stuff because I think there are. There are some positives for 2024 in terms of blindness stuff. Um, uh, that Brian, did you see the AFP's announcement of its uh, new plan? No, I did not. Did that come out today? Came came out about four or five days ago. Okay, I'll have to. I
4: get so many emails that when i see aph and the last 58 ph's were about some kind of institute i could participate in uh (laughs) that i may have deleted the one you're talking about without
1: getting all the way through the subject line
4: so what what was their
1: plan well it 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 was interesting because i think that i think that it seemed to me and I, i don't know if any of the rest of us have read it but it seemed to me that that they were going back in the direction um that afb had been in before a little bit so so i i i think they were determining not to concentrate quite so entirely on employment in this plan but to become more involved in in a broader range of issues and i think that's a good thing um well.
4: You know, one of the problems we've always had in the blindness system is taking a look at what resources were available and slicing it into wedges for different subjects. And so in order to give more attention to one thing, you have to give less attention to something else. So we say to ourselves, self, uh, what is the most important thing to blind people? Well put two blind people together, and I bet you they disagree on what that might be. So if you take and then say, well, what do the majority of blind people think is the most important thing? It's never truly the majority of blind people, it's the, those who are in a position to express their opinion to individuals who have access to
1: the resources to implement and, or not implement those things. And, and who are the folks who do that <clears throat> tends to be the folks who are members of organizations And what proportion of um, blind people are members of organizations? The answer seems to be about no more than 10%. Mm -hmm.
4: Correct,
1: correct. So So
4: at the same time that I'm advocating for more young people to get the necessary resources for them to be all they can be, the fact of the matter is the fastest-growing population of blind people is elderly. And they don't uh, get that level of support that they come. So, You know the difference between a uh, access to technology for K through twelve students is a mandate. Yeah, uh, access to uh, technology to remain independent in your own home as an older person is all based on until the money runs out, you don't have enough, nobody has the obligation to provide it to you, but they can as long as the money holds out.
1: And then they don't appropriate enough money for it. Well, so, and, they, I, I, and, and there's generally not enough money for that population anyway. so
5: not at
1: all. <clears throat> so typically what happens is the kind of technological innovations that you can that you can pay for are under two hundred dollars or something. Yes.
4: But then again, you take a look. I had uh, lunch recently with uh, Paul Schrader and uh, who's, who's the president of APH? Um, Greg. Is it Greg or Craig? Anyway, the two of them. And uh, we were talking about the use of quota money to purchase things. And they're promoting pretty expensive technologies that if, in fact, uh, an entity that had access to that quota money were to acquire that technology, they'd drain the fund uh, 20 times
1: faster than they currently do.
4: 20 times um, faster? Uh,
1: unless, un, un, unless they get Congress to provide them with more money, and I uh-huh. think they've got a pretty well, good shot of doing that. Well, uh, uh,
4: okay, uh, that's part of your optimism. Yeah, I don't that, share that, that
1: yeah, optimism. I'm afraid. But 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 by the same token, there was a time, twenty or twenty-five years ago, when quota funds could actually be used for older blind folks. It's still possible. It is uh, it, absolutely it, it, still possible. It, it isn't really. The agency um, that I worked for, the Carroll Center for the Blind, has access
4: to a portion of the quota money provided in Massachusetts, or to Massachusetts. But they have to, uh, to put it, register users and Monitor the number of hours of service provided to them exactly, in order to develop
1: the hours necessary to dip in to the those right. funds. And and for, and it for most, happen very often, right? And for most agencies, the number of the the number of um, the number of students who can meet those criteria and therefore be countable as a quota student are are very small.
3: Uh, Especially the, if you're
2: talking about in the fifty-five and over range.
1: Yeah, for a for a lot of agencies. Um right. for a lot of agencies, it just wasn't wasn't worth the effort to, to to have to keep up the paperwork. And so most simply stopped doing it. And and that's what I think APH wanted to happen. So Well, again, I didn't say again, that. I've,
4: I I can only guess at those kinds of things. If we talk about predictions for the year, though, I would say APH continues down the road of reinventing itself, not by expanding, but by contracting.
1: Fewer products
4: developed by uh, APH. Now, I think the products that, you know, they put a lot of products over the years into their product line that Three people need it. Well, that's not well, what you put into a manufacturing plant. Uh, no. no. Um, so I think that there'll be more products made available on a kind of like the modern world of books are. Right. Make on demand. But that I think demand, that... you have to engineer it so that that's doable without tearing down your entire manufacturing right.
1: line to do it. And I think they will continue to partner with um, with outside entities like Humanware, um, because I think they perceive that they get a larger bang for their buck if they do that. Yes,
4: I, I think that there's truth truth to that. I, again, I think that AFB will continue to uh, narrow its scope in a way, um, not that they're going to, we're talking about, you know, more than just employment. Yes, I think they're absolutely going to do that. However, I think that they will continue to try to see through their structure um, where they can have the biggest impact. Yes. Rather... Considering their resources and the like, rather than how they can solve the world's biggest blindness problems.
1: I think that's correct. I think that's correct, uh, and and I think that um, entities like within ACB, like AAVL, uh, the um, our our group for aging folks, and BRL and Lua will. Will actually continue to grow in influence this year because I think there's more room um, for all of them to to get um, to get heard and to be taken seriously. I also think that um, I also think that uh, the um, the group of of private agencies operating together uh, under our friend from. Orlando are are mm-hmm. going to continue to be um, more and more influential and and more and more central in terms of some of the things that are that are that are getting done at the moment. Um, sure, big data is going yes. to
4: have a positive impact. I think you know we kind of shied away from from pulling together numbers because we were afraid that. Since we're a low incident population, uh, those who make decisions based on numbers were not going to find us very appealing as a uh, group uh, of individuals. I think big data can say otherwise, especially in in an attitude and economy that doesn't talk about who who are your potential customers it's more about uh, not trying to cater to 18 to 20 year olds it's more about trying to see how you can get people of all ages to buy
1: into your product or project yeah and probably Uh, the most the most important single development in in the blindness field over the last couple of years and going on to this year is the emergence of big data and and the preparedness of people to put enough money into it, so that you actually get some results out. Um, you know, I yep. I know that there are a lot of VR entities this year who are going to be perfectly prepared to pay for some of the big data that's going to be done um, with regard to employment age blind folks um, this year, and and yep. when. When those statistics come out, I think they're going to have um, a, a, a tremendous um, effect uh, on on the ability of folks to go not only to the federal government but to state governments as well, and say these are the realities that that we're operating with, um, and and we can prove it. So another
4: positive for blindness in 2024, I think is uh, the maturing nature of AI. It's not that people are creating products for the blind, but rather creating products for people who need access to things in eye busy uh, situations. Uh, you know, we all we refer back to, well, we had talking books before uh, the general population started using audiobooks. Yeah, sure. But, well, but before they started happened. using LPs, even. Exactly. <clears throat> but look what happened, right? Once uh, it could be adopted for the benefit of a larger group of people, uh, the more we benefited from cost reductions on the production of those things. Uh, And the same thing's holding true for for AI. The ability to uh, don a pair of glasses and look at the room uh, through a lens on the glasses and have AI describe the room to you. Well, that doesn't really have much value for sighted people, you would think. But if you can capture that description as text, you can then more easily write something that's dependent on the description of what you're seeing at a given moment as a sighted person. So, you know, that's to the good. The quality of the um, text-to-speech is not being driven by what blind people would benefit from, is it? uh scanning was not designed uh exclusively for blind people uh, but boy once it got going um, it really changed the whole nature of uh ocr optical character recognition
1: so sure
5: but I it's our
4: It's AI arguable AI is is doing that the, the
1: same thing yeah but it's arguable that that scanning started as a solution for a blindness problem and then expanded don't you think Yeah,
4: certainly that's what i'm saying but when we take a look at ai i think it's going to be uh, uh, we are going to benefit through how we adopt or take advantage of technologies we couldn't afford and people would not have invested so much money in as they're doing and will benefit from it. Uh, So I think that's one of the things, you know, I'm I'm, I've got my uh, Celeste classes and uh, that's on the back of of uh, generative AI. And the same thing is true for my Be My Eyes AI. Again, those blindness products are piggybacking off of products for the world at large um, and will benefit uh, as a result of those kinds of changes that research and development money for the blindness community would never be able to support.
1: I, I guess my question um, and uh, and by the way, I, I absolutely agree that probably the most important development of 2023 was certainly AI and, and, and that it will continue to impact stuff. But there are already a number of groups coming together talking about the impact of AI <clears throat> for blind folks. And I wonder if, if the blindness system as a group uh, needs to come together and 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 develop a, a kind of a, a top ten, wishes with regard to AI, um, if we can agree on such a thing, and I think we can if we if we make an effort to do it, um, but I I, I guess I'm afraid that otherwise I, I've got this sense that AI is just going to kind of develop like topsy, and and lots of things that blind people could benefit from. We might not. Well, I think I think there's possible that, that you have a good
4: point in some areas. For example, a lot of attention in AI is generating visual content. It's sure. Uh, trying to make it so that one can describe what you want your character to do, in a video and then have AI generate a video that has your character doing that. Yes. Uh, That kind of thing. And that would draw attention away from improving the life-like nature of AI voices. Uh, I suppose that's possible, uh, that it would be such a big distraction that it would have a negative impact. But I don't think that's where things are headed. I think that we're going to see, uh, you know, what are, what are the biggest issues about being a blind face? What's the, what, if you were to say, what are the three top things that blindness creates a disadvantage to those who are blind versus those who are sighted? What are the three biggest disadvantages?
1: Transportation clearly,
2: reading, handwriting yes. materials.
4: So access to information. Yeah, and uh, the ability to move around effectively yep. and safely. Yep, yeah. Those would be one and two. Is there a third?
1: Um yeah but i think it's i think it's more complex and i'm, I'm I, I, I think it has to do with with um with with the way we can interact with society and that sort of thing
4: yes i would say the third is that whole blindness right. sightedness interface right uh, you know ed- expectations and attitudes right uh about blindness you know, you can do it, and then you find out people don't think you could do it, and therefore they're not going to allow you to do it. So exactly. there's that component. That Those would be the top three for me. So how does AI impact access to information? Yesterday, uh, as part of my Christmas present, uh, presents, uh, plural, I got a rice cooker. And with every rice cooker comes the rice cooker manual. So I pull out the manual, I put on my Celeste glasses, and I turn to page one and click my glasses to do text recognition. And it says the title, and that's all. Okay, fine, turn to page two. Page two had that, you know, don't use your toaster while in the shower kind of stuff that you get (laughs) in these manuals. (laughs) Uh, And I have to get to about page four before there's some real content there. And it's in tabular form, talking about water to rice ratios, depending on Mm -hmm. white rice or brown rice or long-grained or short all that kind of stuff. Then I get to the next page, and what the hell? They're reading me all the warnings again. What's with this? Well, it's that that page had the warnings in Chinese. But my AI glasses said and then say translation and said it back to me in English. That's access to information in a huge way. Uh, And so AI is going to improve our access to information grammatically. You're going to find that there's going to be more audio books that are read by AI rather than by narrators. And whether or not you like that AI voice, you will get access to that content much more rapidly as a result of that than having to deal with studio time and all of that kind
1: of thing. Footnote Um, one. Yeah. Footnote one. Yesterday, for the first time in my life, I saw a book from Audible read by uh synthetic speech and what'd you think well i didn't download it um i was surprised because i thought that was the last place i was going to see it but it's there it's there
4: and and as long as they label it as such narrated by ai fred mcmurray or whatever then I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But I do think that that makes a difference um, in terms of access mm-hmm. to information, a fundamental difference in access to information.
1: Do, do, then you go do, to... Do you have the same kind of, of optimism that I do that 10 or 15 years from now, uh, the, the accessibility of web pages won't matter to blind people?
4: I think that the way that the world will interact with web pages will be so different than they do currently. Were you using computers back in the days when we, uh, God, what was that even called? Um, the web was not the web quite yet. Uh, rather, you would type in a question and it would go out onto the internet and find documents that included right the information you were looking for and and it would gopher. list those that's documents. the word i was looking for yeah. gopher
0: yeah go gopher, it was right. called
4: and you would get simply list after list after list of things and you'd have yes. to drill down for days to find what you were looking yes. for uh so i think that same kind of change is going to happen in the near term and how people deal with the web they just get too people get too frustrated with looking for something on the web and having to sift through too much to find things um so i think that ai is going to play an important part in sure. curating information <clears throat> but, but, and how we deal with it and as a result yeah being able to read the screen will become Le- dramatically less, less and less important. Yeah. Then I that's get my the point. information I want when I want it, how I right. want it. Right. And, uh, I think that's all, all to the good. Then you go to this issue of mobility, the whole transit slash independent movement from point A to point B with a high level of safety and a high level of. Uh, how do you put it? Ease. Yeah. The biggest hassle about using today's technology for getting around is that GPS is only good within thirty feet, and if you get thirty feet from the door you want, that that's not really getting you to the door. Uh, that GPS is outdoor, not indoor, and of all the myriad ways people have tried to make indoor navigation better none of them have stuck to a point where it's got a chance of being universal but i do think
5: ai
4: is going to break the back on that particular issue for us uh, when i did my presentation at last year's convention i played a small clip of uh, uh, gates bill gates going on a short ride in an autonomous vehicle in london and the vehicle wasn't just going based on maps not just going based on ladar but going based on probabilities of what it identified around itself uh so it came to one of those crazy piccadilly circus intersections where there were bicycles and there were uh pedestrians and there were cars and all these things going through here and everyone who had control of one of those vehicles was looking at all the things around it and making adjustments of its own uh And this system took all of that into consideration only because AI had been set up in such a way that it was doing the same thing for your vehicle as these human-driven things were around it. It made a big difference. Uh, So that same kind of thing can be placed in the indoor environment. Because the AI that I use on my glasses, I can use it when I'm in a wireless environment, like I am now, but I can also use my hotspot on my phone. So I can use access to that same AI information when out on the street. Uh, so I, I can't imagine how that's not going to dramatically impact our independence as we travel. I'm not interested in getting a uh, electronic guide dog. A guide dog to me means so much more than just the mobility that it provides. You don't want a cute um, little robot? Not even, not even close. The only robot I want is a nice vacuum cleaner slash mop that also delivers beverage to my chair
1: but if 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 a relatively inexpensive robot can actually effectively enable blind people to get around don't you think that will that that will become something that will be out there
4: yeah i i think that it will you know even 10 15 years ago uh There were companies talking about taking something that looked a bit like a, uh, what would I call it, Uh, a floor polisher slash vacuum cleaner type device, Yeah. and you would go to it as a blind person, take its handle, give it a command, and it would navigate you to the right place in the grocery store where they had Rice Krispies.
2: I, mean, I think there are some benefits to the electronic. I love my dog. I, I every dog I get, I just get more attached, and and I just think they're just you know wonderful um, companions and smart as heck. But when you think about um, travel, air travel, and you th- you know the length of time, like you know just going, let's let's you know, talk about going overseas, right, or mm-hmm. um, getting Ubers, you know that whole nightmare. Um, getting lifts, although I have decided that I will pay the extra fee to get a pet Uber because I'm not dealing at my, this stage of my life, I'm not arguing with people about my dog. Um, But I I see some benefits to um, that kind of technology um, for blind people. Again, long-term travel being one of them, airports and and that.
4: Right. But I see that as being more, wearable technology than a gizmo i mean i wanted to give me navigation information in one form or another i was uh, working with a group of students at mit and they generated they created a bicycle for me that i could ride independently as a totally blind person now it was just a test project so all it would do is allow me to ride a bicycle on a regular Uh, track. It had cameras facing down and looking at the white lines, the lane lines, and it would have a series of vibrators in the handle grips that indicated how strong of a turn in a given direction I needed to make to stay between the white lines of the the, uh, lane that I was riding my bicycle on. And, you know, that's cool. That's fun. That's great. That's recreation. But I could have a similar kind of experience uh, when it came to navigating through space. I could choose to do it orally through synthetic speech. I could do it vibrotactally, right, where it yes. indicates this, that, or the other thing through a sense of touch. Um, or what's most likely the combination of the two.
1: I think that I think, though, that that the biggest issue um, with all of the approaches that you're talking about is is an issue of trust. Um, I think God, dog guide owners trust their dogs, um, but I'm but I'm not sure that that there is that there are very many blind people who would be prepared to give up their independence um to um tiny devices implanted in their ears or or you know devices like um that are out there now or or that may be developed in the next in, in the next year or two. You know, I think there certainly are some things that are that are gonna come along, but I but I think the first thing you've got to do is is develop a device that somehow people who are blind trust the degree that they trust their canes and their dogs absolutely you know it's interesting yep. um uh, i was talking to a lady who
4: works over at perkins and she her project is to pull together all the data about what companies are out there developing technology for people with disabilities mm-hmm. specifically blindness and low vision and They've been able to pull together an incredible list with lots of information about who's funding what, why, when, where, how. Yep. And the number one taking more than more than fifty percent of the money's being invested in research is wayfinding. So that's what causes me to think we ain't seen nothing yet.
1: Yep, I think you're right. It's not
4: likely to be
1: RoboDog. It's much more likely to be a wearable. So, Marianne and or Larry, any last things before we open it up for comments on blindness specific stuff?
0: Nope, not from me. You guys handled it well.
2: Yeah, the Uh only thing I can say is I hope that the um, trend toward cost effective devices continues. That the average yes. person gets to purchase some of the stuff
1: that's out there yeah i think i think that is a that is a a, a really important point point. and i guess
5: <clears throat>
1: i guess the other thing that i would talk about is uh, i think that there was a time 15 or 20 years ago where the companies that worked in the blindness field had, had set a really high standard for themselves in, in terms of <clears throat> the quality of the products that they released and the effectiveness of those products once they, they got onto the market. I'm not as sure, um, even though sometimes it's the same companies, but I'm not as sure there's nearly as much effort to be certain that the products are ready for prime time before they're released anymore. Um, just before we open it up, would you agree with that, Brian?
4: I would say uh, it's kind of a mixed <clears throat> mixed bag. I can't oh. blame the companies themselves entirely for that. Let's face it. There's a lot more complexity in the device you're using today than the device you used 10 years ago. So. It's kind of like stepping into a car today. You used to be able to fix your car, you know, under the old maple tree in the front yard. Right. Nobody can do that anymore. You don't have the tools to do it. You don't have the knowledge to do it. Uh, So you become reliant. And now these cars have all these incredible technologies in them. Um, So the more parts there are, the more things can break down. Right. Uh, um, I, and I, our I, yeah. technologies are dependent for that price thing that we were talking about just a moment ago in relying on parts that are used for things other than our special technology. And yeah. if well, one of those parts is no longer of value to the general uh,
1: manufacturing community, you've got trouble. Perhaps, perhaps, I, I, I perhaps I'm not going to ride the hobby horse now. But even even when products are released and they know there are bugs, or when more bugs begin to emerge, um, the 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 general approach seems to be, um, oh well, you know, maybe in the next release we'll get to it. Um, but I, I think that ten or fifteen years ago. There was an expectation when that when there were major problems, people would start to would would put out a release pretty fast, and I, and that's just not happening anymore.
2: I.e., the yeah. um, voiceover for the for the iPhone. Every time that they upgrade the iOS, our voiceover suffers, and and sure as opposed to the beginning of voiceover, they don't care as much about it. I don't think as they did before.
1: Yep. No. Yeah. All right. So, let's see what do our we have our audience thinks. Yeah, do we have any hands we, for the we, blindness We do not questions? currently
2: have any hands, but I'm sure that'll change. Very good. When when
4: so, it does, let us know. I'm going to throw in another I, question here. I will. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm saying interrupt us. <laughs> I will. Yep, I <laughs> when do. When the time I will
2: do.
4: Okay. So, um the third thing, remember I said there were three things. There was information uh mobility slash you know independent movement and the third one which was the blindness slash sightedness interface interface and how we deal with the fact that you can make a law but you can't make a law that causes people to feel differently or to act differently about fundamental things um so can technology Mm -hmm. make a difference in that regard well i happen to be one of those who think that putting one more dime into a public service announcement that says how wonderful blind people can be at work at home and raising children etc just is blowing money out the back door uh so can tech or a type of
1: technology that has not affected that. Can can technology make a difference? Um, Yes and no. Um, I I think technology can make a difference if we recognize that um, our our ability to impact the sighted community, the non-disabled community is severely limited. And if, if we're going to affect change that change is going to have to be affected within the blindness community itself. We are still doing a a pretty inappropriate job of providing the kind uh, of detailed training that blind people need in terms of three things. First, I don't think we're doing a good job of technology training even now. We're, we're, We're giving blind people a minimum of what they need, and we haven't created... An infrastructure that enables them to get access to to more training or more information or more tutorials or more um, or, or 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 more learning options easily um, after they finish that initial training, and so one of the things that happens is they set low expectations of themselves, and and that's what they take into the workplace, and that's why many of them don't last in the workplace. But the second the second issue for for me is 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 far more important and and that is that that i still don't think we're doing a good job of teaching people to adjust to blindness so blind people are 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 the folks whether we like it or not who have to understand the kind of interface that you're talking about and and the severe limitations that operate and the ways that they can act and operate so as to maximize their capacity to be effective within that unfavorable environment.
4: I don't disagree that it's not a single solution, a single act solution with things. And certainly when you say blindness slash sightedness interface, half of that is the blindness side. I take, I, I simply acknowledge that some of the problems in that interface is generated by the blind people themselves and i i just am a firm believer in lifelong learning uh about everything uh and certainly that also extends to blindness related skills
1: sure but Uh, that's but but um, are are you the exception that proves the rule or 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 not Uh, you know i think I think we're at one end of the spectrum, all of us who are on this call, and at the other end of the spectrum are are a huge number of blind people who who who, who learn as much as they absolutely have to and nothing more.
2: And is that because, <clears throat> because they don't want to, or is it because they don't have access to the learning and to the technology? Again, it's, it's I think, what I said about... You know affordability too. You know how many blind people who who can afford to buy the technology to learn it in the first place?
1: I, th- I think it's both those things. Yes. Um.
2: I, you know I would so.
1: argue that the that the model that we operate with now with regard to vocational rehabilitation, particularly as it applies to blind folks, um, is it, it is is an unworkable model because what that model essentially says, um, is that if, if we give people who are blind um, a little bit of training and find them a job, we can then close their case and it's fine. But the mm-hmm. fact is that things change for blind people in terms of technology. Things change for blind people in terms of transportation. Things change for blind people in terms of the job they're in and the requirements that that job will require. I think that essentially... The, the the blindness vocational rehabilitation system ought ought to operate in an environment where essentially um everybody who is ever a VR client gets to remain one.
2: Without having to case from and Oregon. spend months yep. doing it. Yes.
1: Yep. When I moved mm-hmm.
4: from Oregon to Massachusetts, I had to do that. And uh yep. incredibly ridiculous. There served nobody's yes. interest, including the agency. Exactly Uh, correct. No 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 question. The other thing though uh, is you know there's a psychological aspect of this whole blindness thing. If you are sighted into your working years and then you lose your vision, you're carrying with you this internalized attitude or belief that if I were blind, I couldn't do anything. Not based on any scientific whatever. Not a word of it is based on any data. But I'm telling you, people feel that first and foremost.
2: Absolutely. I'm now
4: a pitiful whatever. And I don't know whether that's, that's something in our biology or in our society. Uh, I see it across Culturally. cultures. I, well, it, I think it, it's it both. never changes.
1: I think it's both, but but, nonetheless. I, but but it indicates just how strong that that quote sighted blindness uh, negative interface is. Yes, yes,
5: absolutely. The other
4: part of that, don't you think, is that um, in this country at least, when somebody's suddenly thrown into the world of blindness they want to know who's going to take care of them and the expectation is their society will take care of them the government is what uh i i would describe as that if you were in another country let's say you were in uh i don't know morocco you're in morocco and you are Uh, uh, working stiff and you lost your vision would you expect that the government was going to help you with that condition no you know they won't no you know they don't you know they don't so who do you expect to help you
1: probably family. probably very few people but it's but the family or the only the, the family the only people who are going to interact and what and what they're essentially going to say is uh you you can't do anything so just stay on the side and and, and chill and we'll take care of you Yes,
2: yeah. so we'll we, take care of you we, we that's our needs.
4: obligation uh is to take care yes. of you so when it comes to a newly blinded person entering the rehab system you're having to convince them of two things. One is they're capable of much more than they think they are. Correct. And the second is uh, what you're going to need to do is to invest in yourself to get to that potential, and we that also means have making sacrifice. Their oh yeah absolutely even if it offends the family you
2: also have to you can't imagine how many blind people out
4: there Mm -hmm. haven't gone to work not because they can't do it but because their families become dependent on that paycheck from ssi ssdi
2: or they just don't Uh, believe they can do it so they keep them down i've seen that so often absolutely Mm -hmm. a a lot of the time so
4: when donning a pair of, or a wearable piece of tech (laughs) that can almost instantly make you like Geordi from Star Trek.
1: Go ahead. Yeah.
4: Don the shades, the technology picks up where your vision lets you down. Uh, I'm already seeing sighted people who say don't they have technology for that or don't they have technology for this other thing uh, so it's kind of a two-edged sword to me you know uh, again they just have this new stove <laughs> put in and it's got a uh, uh, flat glass top to it and it also has a display in the center that controls all oven functions yeah and the guy who brought it over here had every you know when i said so how do you use this thing he says well you touch here and then you push this over here and i said no 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 let's try it again does the screen remap itself or can i say put a dot there that is the on button or does the on button move or the whatever and it was like he had never thought about that. He just assumed it's technology. Blind people can use technology. We yeah, live in I, interesting
1: I, times. We we do, but I think we're gonna we're gonna open it up to um, to other blind folks. We 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 may talk about this uh, again in the future because. Um, I I think there there are a lot of elements of your argument that I would argue with, but tonight is not the night to do it.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so I know we have Elizabeth with her hand we up. Do. I don't know if there are other folks. There's
2: one other, but we have Elizabeth. Has um, you may un- you are unmuted, Elizabeth. I did. There you go, honey.
7: Okay, I think that um, you're totally right about the printing systems and how they're inadequate. But we also have to think about that the mindset, there's like three different levels, or at least I found out there were when I was teaching people. There's the ones that are the go-getters, right? They want to do everything and they want to learn everything and they want to have all the resources, you know, show them where to get them, they'll go do it. Then there's the ones, eh, they just want, you know, the the best, you know, the just what they need and that's all. They don't want to do anything else. Then there's the other ones that either don't want to learn or they want you to always, always, always be with them because you're the professional. And I think yep. that's there's got to be a removal of that kind of mindset for any of it to work. And also to get rid of the ones, I'm owed this, because I'm blind. Yeah. Well, didn't our society teach them that before they were yes. blind? Yes, I'm not saying yes, I know it did. And the other thing about the assistance part, giving them assistance on a subliminal level, which doesn't allow them to interact with, you know, like the middle part of society because they're so poor.
1: One of the concerns one of the concerns that I have um, and, and Brian, you and Liz can both comment on this is that is that part of the problem is we do nothing to assure that once people have gotten training, they retain they retrain the, their ability to do the things that they've been trained to do. Um, that, that is true. once once they, once they finish the training and they go home, and the family says, oh, "I'll do it for you," right. or, or the, um, or the society says, "You know, it it really is kind of a pain to have you using this cane and to have you um, going out on your own." Just wait a while; I'll take you. Um, and 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 so I think one of the things we've got to do is to somehow create a willingness on the part of the blind people who we're training to recognize that if you don't use your skills, you're going to lose them.
7: And I don't think that's, you know, in the, the second two group of people, not the first one, but the second, the ones that will always go to the, um, the families and them will always go to the professionals because they don't want to be bothered. And the ones that just want to learn the minimum, they'll never do that. Well,
2: yeah and I don't see and nearly enough um interaction and training of of again I go back to the family and the so family they go back home I was at a when I was training in Daytona as a vendor we had we in we were interspersed with the people who were just there who were there to learn blindness skills and we'd see them go home for the weekend and come back and they'd be different people they'd be like you know um they would have reverted. Because at yes. home for yep. that period yes. of time they weren't allowed to do anything, and again, not nearly enough training is involved with with the families, which I think is is a huge hindrance to progress for people losing. Yeah,
7: I used to give my people homework. Yeah, and I made them do it.
2: Good for you.
1: <coughs> your families or your or your clients? Liz?
7: Um, mostly the clients. Uh, if the yeah. family was willing, I would let you know let them in to do it they were mostly afraid mm-hmm. though, so they wouldn't do it yep
1: <laughs> very good thank you for your call miss liz you're welcome have a great one thank you so we we have we have gotten a little bit away from from our topic which is which is kind of changes in the blindness system in 2024 um I, I don't think we're gonna get all of the changes that we're talking about in a year, do you Brian? <laughs> oh by no means. Uh, we we are working on accessible
4: currency for how many years? Yeah. Um it, it change and,
1: and, seems and to and go the, rapid when you don't want it to, right. And slow when you and, do. And the soonest that we'll have accessible currency is what, twenty six years, or so that's
2: what I that's what I heard. Twenty six.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah
2: and
4: even then only partial access
1: yeah One it's uh, not full it's, access
4: it's interesting so what i would say though that um it's never been a, there's never been a better time to be a blind person than today
1: i think that's right, right. <laughs>
4: but i'm not uh, sure blind people know that oh i'm sure i'm sure that people when are you talk too. when you talk to Younger people, um, it's not so much that I think that they uh, they got it too easy. They didn't have to earn it the hard way. Yeah. They have expectations based on what we achieved. They expect there to be audible traffic signals, and they're outraged when they aren't there. Yeah,
2: they don't have they the point of expect- reference that we have.
4: No, no. Uh, they they simply do not um, and until it nips them in the toes in some fashion because any any uh, thing you do to move forward can easily regress like you were talking about with the blind individual the system can right. regress just as much now I was uh, recently asked to co-author an article for um, civil engineers, specifically in the area of traffic uh, controls. And uh, I have to say that uh, the guy I was working with was very open to talking about it and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, And he said that, in fact, more accidents happen in signalized intersections than stop sign intersection. I believe that. the likelihood of an, of an accident based on a pedestrian happening in one versus the other, it's much more likely to happen at a signalized station. So he said, why are blind people against stop signs? Are blind people against stop signs?
2: I don't think we're against them i think it's that we can't hear them so we don't trust we don't trust motor vehicles i mean not that that a light is going to guarantee us passage right of passage for sure but if, when you got an auto an audible signal at least you know that you 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 have the right of way that you know if people are following the law they're going to stop with a stop sign i mean we can't hear a stop sign and so i don't know it's just one less it's one less indicator we have that we're
1: safe I mean I would argue that a stop sign or an unsignalized um, mm-hmm. intersection cross, cross street or intersection mm-hmm. is 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 really about the same. I mean you're you're gonna rely on 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 your ears far more than 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 anything else um, and and I I think there it's less likely there'd be accidents on streets where there's a stop sign or no sign at all because because you're generally relying on your ears and, and the expectation is that's that true. there's not going to be nearly as much traffic.
2: Well, that's so true. And also I, you're not depending yeah. on, the, I, I see your point, Paul, too. You're not depending yeah. on a, some signal to tell you it's okay. No, you're, you're totally relying you're on yourself.
1: You're, exactly. Yes.
2: I can agree with that
4: and the driver themselves when the driver approaches an intersection with a stop sign they may run the stop sign but trust me they are looking left and right as they do it
1: because they don't have faith right. that the other car stopped either right i, I think so i i think that's a that statistical the, fact yeah i think though that that is an area the, the whole wayfinding area is an area where there's going to be a lot of change over the next couple of years. Um and, and I think that um and I think that the difficulty is is there the volume of people who are blind to make use of them? And that's that's my biggest question with all of these with all of these adaptations of the environment that we're talking about for people who are blind. Um because I, I I I don't know how many blind people are using city buses anymore, but I bet if we did a survey, we'd find that the percentage was maybe one-tenth of what it was 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, absolutely. With the advent of,
4: of shared ride systems, mm-hmm. um, and with the increased amount of... of vehicles on the road with the quiet nature of those vehicles some of those vehicles more more fear in the hearts of blind Mm -hmm. travelers Mm -hmm. i consider myself a damn good cane user Mm -hmm. but if i could afford it and i can i'm not going to do all of that stuff Or and it's not transit. just the dollars and cents. Mm-mm. It's it's this
2: time
5: it's and the
4: idea of convenience as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Your
1: time so, is worth something. No. Yeah, my time do is we, worth something. Do we have any hands,
2: Marianne? We have um, Janet and Keith. Have their hand up?
1: Let's let's do Janet and Keith, and then we will then we will end it, And Miss, That's your last, Miss anyway. Jan- mm-hmm. Yep, Miss Janet Hi. and Keith.
6: I was going to say when you were speaking about Morocco and different countries. In Thailand, they would take blind children and just throw them in the back of houses and leave them there in back rooms. And you mentioned family, Paul. Um, 2014, I was speaking with the senator of Bangkok and he said his family did not do that to him in Thailand because they took him and they made him go out the front door. They, they threw him out the front door, he said, and, and he would be walking out there and they said, explore the world. If you fell down, feel the dirt. If you hit a tree, feel the tree. Yep. He became president of the World Blind Union. And, and, he was, and that's, he was a phenomenal person. His family did that to him. They helped him learn what the world was like and
5: yeah.
6: As a side note, I just wanted to mention what my cousin sent me today, because I was really going to mention that until Mr. Charleston mentioned Morocco, and I thought about
5: the Senate.
6: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but my cousin sent me an interesting thing this morning, and I, I've been thinking about it, but he said it was a statistic he wrote to me. And he said in the very near future, they're expecting world statistics to be 1.3 billion aged people losing their sight. 1.3 billion in the world's population. How are you? And that's just kind of a staggering statistic, but those people at aging and losing their sight, we've learned along the way what to do and how to live. My heart goes out to aging people that are losing their sight because, like you said, they, they don't know what to do. They feel like Mr. Charleston said, their life is we can't do anything. Our life is over. And yet they have no idea it could just be beginning.
1: Yep. I, I think that the statistics interesting. And yet if you look at the statistic, it it really isn't any different from the statistics we've used in this country forever and ever in terms of identifying that population. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we we've we've already said that twenty percent of the people in Florida have a disability, and and if you if you translate that in terms of the world's population, that that twenty percent would be probably one point seven 1.8 mil, billion. Wow! Yes,
6: yes. Because
1: because we're approaching nine billion in terms of the world population now.
6: That's right.
1: So. It's um it's scary. Miss Janet, Mr. Keith, thank you very much for your call.
6: You're welcome. Thank you for your we, show.
1: We appreciate it and we will talk soon. So, I don't know what we have what we have learned tonight or 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 whether our crystal balls will be effective. We really probably need all you guys to play some of this stuff back next year. To see how many of the things that we said were in fact correct, and how many great. of the things that we said were in fact absolutely wrong, <laughs> um, I think that would be that would be an interesting thing to do. The I, I think the other issue um, with re, with regard to twenty twenty four is uh, I I think it's 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 clear um, looking back at last year. That there were a bunch of things at the beginning of the year uh, that 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 we did not expect, which happened in twenty twenty three. I I don't I don't think I expected that that we would be engaged in a full scale war <coughs> between Israel and Gaza at the beginning of twenty twenty three. That that wasn't where I was seeing difficulties, yeah. perhaps. Um, perhaps China, perhaps some of the other things. Um, With regard to blindness, I don't think any of us at the beginning of 2023 used the word AI. And that's an indication of just how fundamentally um, and rapidly uh, uh, a revolutionary change has overtaken the world. And, And I don't think we have any idea just how significantly revolutionary AI is going to be not just for blind people, but for everybody in the world, uh, and, and and I think more positive than negative. Even though I I was always the namesayer in in this the naysayer in this group. Um, Brian, final thoughts, last 40 seconds, perhaps. And I then we'll would give Mary say that, that
4: there's there's much to look forward to in 2024, and almost all of it. Uh, you as individuals can control yourself. It's all a matter of that attitude and being willing to act. Uh, so I, I think that's what 2024 is going to be all about whether individuals stand up and act, not just in their own best interest, but in the best interest of the community around them.
1: Very good. Marianne, final thoughts?
2: Uh, no, I, you know what? I think Brian is right. I think um, it's all up to us, um, at, at least, you know, within our, our own space, whether we act or not, even so much as, go, you know, getting out and voting. Um, just do something to make a difference.
1: Okay. Larry, final
0: thought? I'm a proponent of the glass being always half full. And I try to maintain that. It's not always easy, but I try and maintain that. And that's the outlook that I need to continue to use in 2024.
1: I think on on Sunday, uh, I will put out a first announcement of what's going to happen on Tuesday topics. I'll have to make that decision actually uh, tomorrow, and I will. Um we talked about some ideas uh for tuesday topics and we'll see if if it'll happen next week but i i think that one of the things that we do want to do at some point in january is to talk a little bit about the impact of uh, society on folks who are blind who are members of other minority groups as well so you can look forward to that as a show that will happen next week or perhaps the week after In the meantime, thanks everyone for being here and good night.